Emotional security is like the blanket that you tuck your soul in. Pete Livingston. You ready for Joe, Joe hey, Buck to set you up? <laughs> That's what I think he's saying. He's like, hey, you're about to sleep with Joe Buck. And Sam. This is our, our candy orchestra. Mm. It's still going. Those are some good pop rocks. Los Livingston Brothers. Okay, here we go. We're, uh, we're going to hop right into the final four teams for this season. This season that is the Dynasty. I am Peter Livingston of Los Livingston Brothers. Thank you for listening in. This is the uh, third episode. If you want to hear a little bit more, if you're just joining in listening, want to learn a little bit more about our league, which is in its third year. Uh, you can head on back a couple episodes. I believe it's 187. No, not on the cop. 187 is the episode which uh, I cover the Dynasty League. It's a keeper league. Uh, check it out um, if you if you want more detail in regards to it. But I'm going to jump right in. We're we are now doing uh, teams that finished. 9th, 10th, and then the new 11th and 12th teams. And then also even people uh, have been submitting their keepers. And I'm actually going to, while I'm doing this, submit my keepers uh, to Elliot and let him know uh, who I'm going to be keeping this year. And I believe he's also updating uh, what keepers people are submitting thus far. Of course, this can always change because our keepers aren't due for another couple of weeks. But I, you know, it's still for I, who I keep. It, it's really not a, a big secret for the most part. Whether uh, even if you were to change somebody up at the last minute, I don't think it would necessarily mess with anybody's draft per se. Um, I don't mind giving people the information at all, uh, knowing who's going to be out there, who's going to be available. I think it's perfectly okay. And uh, we'll see if people feel like doing the same. So that is definitely something that I will be doing probably at the beginning. I'll probably go through my roster um, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and send over to Elliot, who I think I'm going to be keep, uh, keeping. So again, just to recap, Andrew Luck was one of my quarterbacks. I cannot keep him. He will be uh, beyond a first round which you can't have, so he's gone. I'm going to keep Antonio uh, Brown in the third round. Uh, so he's going to be a third-round draft pick for me. And that is perfectly fine because uh, he is arguably the best wide receiver, Malcolm Floyd. I don't think that I'll be keeping him. I'll be letting him go. Julio Jones, I can't keep him. He will be gone. Fred Jackson, as much as I love him and as dependable as he has been for me, I am going to have to let him go at the running back spot. Justin Forsett, I will be keeping him as a 15th rounder, so that puts my count to two. Antonio Brown is my wide receiver. Justin Forsett as a running back. Uh, Kobe Fleener, I'm... Gosh, I'm really on the cusp with him. 
That's that's a tough one. I already said before he's not nece- he's not a big blocking tight end, which is a little bit of a problem. Uh, and I can probably get somebody better a little bit a little. I I, I just think I, I I can I can do better I think at tight end, and so I think I will let him go. Uh, like I like I was saying before, uh, Indianapolis has a lot of weapons that they brought in, and the fact that they actually have a you can say that they have a legitimate run game now. They I I'm pretty sure they're going to look for a little bit more out of their tight ends. But uh, you know, on the flip side, you can make the arg- the argument that maybe they spread out the defense a little bit, and maybe they move that tight end out into the slot position, not necessarily on the line of scrimmage, but put him out there in some space. And uh, take a few people out of the box for uh, Frank Orr. That could be uh, something, but I, I need a little bit. I, I need a more dynamic tight end. You know, trading Gronkowski last year. Uh, you know, I, it, 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 you, you can't replace that. But I, I definitely think I can do better than than Kobe Flamer. So I'm probably going to send him back. Giovanni Bernard, not going to keep him in the third round, obviously. I'm going to take Antonio Brown, uh, no problem. So Gio Bernard is going back into the pool. Eric Decker is going back into the pool. I'm going to keep Niall Davis as a handcuffed to whoever gets uh, Jamal Charles, which I am estimating it's going to be Matt Keezer, Team Team Hufflepuff 1 plus 1. I'm predicting we'll get Jamal Charles, and I think that's perfectly fine. And I'm going to have Nell Davis, just in case. Trent Richardson, I have to let him go. Brandon Oliver, I like Brandon Oliver, but he's still just going to be probably that third round back. And as much as I like his game, I don't know if I want to keep him. Phillip Rivers, I'm going to keep him in the 13th round. And then Cody Park, we let him go. Tennessee defense let him go. So if I recap, I'm going to be keeping Antonio Brown at the third round. I'm also going to be keeping Justin Forsett in the 15th. I will be keeping Niall Davis probably with the 14th. And then I will keep Phillip Rivers in the 13th round. Let me just double check my draft picks before I send this in. Uh, Third rounder. I have a third rounder. I have a 15th, and I don't have a 13th for Philip Rivers, but I'll stick him at my 12. So let me go ahead and just submit this real quick. So sending this in to Elliot as we speak. He's probably sleeping. That's probably okay. Um, my keepers are Antonio Brown. Third rounder. Justin Forsett. 15. And then 14th round will be Niall Davis.
And then my 12th round, since I do not have a 13, will be Philip Rivers. So there you go. Uh, I have that finally submitted, and I think we will go ahead and look at the last four teams. And what will be good to do is what, – what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a list of probably like the top 100 or top 200, whatever, players in this year's draft. I want to go through, see who's being kept so I can take them off the board and know who I'm actually going to be looking at in terms of draft picks. So – I'll definitely be going through and doing that on here as well and have an even more detailed breakdown of where I think people will go in the draft and where I kind of see myself going and how I think the the draft will form throughout the evening. So let's go ahead and go to – we are at the number nine team. Javid's the best which I believe that is Pat's team. They finished ninth, and Pat is going to be drafting. So drafting at that number three, pot, three spot is going to be Pat. Pat Javid's the best, has a pretty loaded, as far as picks go, he has a first rounder, two second rounders, two six rounders, does not have a 14th, does not have a 12. So he's going to be able to be fairly aggressive in this draft. So he has to be excited about that. And now if we're going to look at his roster, uh, which I think that we've done before, but I'm not exactly sure. No, I don't think we have yet. So that I think that's okay. I think he's one of the guys who dumped uh, his roster later in the year to get draft picks. And so he doesn't have any high draft picks. I think the highest draft pick that he has on his roster still is a ninth rounder, DeAndre Hopkins. I think, uh, I mean, Terrence Williams, if you look at this, for wide, for wide receivers, Terrence Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Hopkins, Mohamed Sanu, uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, I think if you're looking at these, a lot of a lot of potential keepers: Marvin Jones in Cincinnati, Stedman Bailey in in Seattle. Uh, I see where he's going with this. The only ones that I would probably keep, I, I, I would say, go ahead and keep DeAndre Hopkins uh, as a seventh rounder. That's fine to me. Uh, I think Keenan Allen definitely keep as a 13th rounder. So, and uh, Mohamed Sanu, I'd, he had some games last year, but I don't think he would be necessarily worth an 11th pick. I would probably let him go back. Allen Robinson, keep him for sure. So, I think everybody else he would let go. Um, I, oof. I'm looking at, you have Jordan Reed, who actually, I like Jordan Reed at tight end. I like Jordan Reed a lot. I think he's a great talent. Um, so it looks like really where you're looking 
is at running back. The running backs that you have uh, listed here, Devontae Freeman, Denard Robinson, and Trey Mason. Definitely keep uh, Devontae Freeman. I think that he's going to be the guy in, in Atlanta. And I think that currently uh you know he he's not super high up there but i think he's going to emerge going to emerge as a pretty solid three down back and i think he's going to get you good production and keeping him as an eighth rounder i think is completely okay um but he's really the only guy i think that i really 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 like you know uh out of all the people out of Jacksonville, Denard Robinson isn't necessarily the person that I'm just goo-goo over. Um, and so I definitely think that you don't want to... I just think you can do better. With as many picks as you do have, I think you can definitely do better. You Actually, I don't think you even have a quarterback on your roster. So that's definitely going to have to be addressed, quarterback. Um, so if I was Pat... I would look to keep DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's perfectly fine. Maybe even Terrence Williams. He's definitely a potential guy. And depending how the running back situation pans out, he could become a bigger player. So I don't think there would be anything wrong with keeping him as a bench guy and seeing uh, how that develops. So you have two keepers right there. Uh, Send back Trey Mason. Send back Denard Robinson. Eric Ebron, send him back. Uh, Devontae Freeman, keep him. That's your third keeper. Keenan, Keenan Allen, definitely, definitely, definitely keep him. I really like what they're doing down in San Diego. And a lot of people sleep on the Chargers. And I, I can totally understand why. You have Phillip Rivers, who's an older quarterback, but that offense just finds ways to score points. So you have to have to like that a lot. Allen Robinson, I really like him at wide receiver. I would keep him as well. Uh, Marvin Jones, let him go. Stedman Bailey, I would let him go. Lorenzo uh, Talia Ferro, I would let him go. Uh, he was one of those guys that kind of flirted with taking over the running back spot in Baltimore, but it never really panned out. And uh, Jordan Reed, I, I do like Jordan Reed. <sighs> I, he's just a really good athlete. Uh, whether he's going to have enough in the tank to really make it through the year, I really don't know. I, I like him, but I, I think that you can still do better at tight end. So you'll probably just let him go. Uh, yeah. So essentially you have good potential in the future, but... Definitely want to look to solidify some of these skill positions early on. Uh, and what did I say Pat is going to be picking overall? Pat is going to have the three spots. So you're going to get one of the big running backs. And, uh, I really think, let's see if we're looking at tops. Oh, Eddie Lacy is not going to be there. Jamal Charles is not going to be there. Le'Veon won't be there. Adrian Peterson won't be there. Uh, 
which is kind of a shame that you can't get Adrian Peterson because I really think he's going to have a pretty solid year. Um, but, you know, you can look at Matt Forte. There, Some people, for whatever reason, are kind of concerned about Matt Forte production with the new offensive guy coming in, working with Jay Cutler and what have you. But, it, I mean, Matt Forte, I don't think he's going to have the crazy amount of catches that he had last year, but it's really hard to ignore the fact that the guy had 700 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing last year. Um, and if you, if you don't feel super high on Matt Forte then uh, you can look at LaShawn McCoy or Marshawn Lynch. They're all going to be there. I don't think you really want to go wide receiver that early. I think it would be good just to go ahead and lock up that running back spot, and then you'll be going and looking for a wide receiver. Just go ahead and get yourself a legit top-tier wide receiver in the second round, um, later in the second round, and then kind of fill out your draft from there. I don't think you need to jump on a quarterback necessarily too early. But you are going to have two oh, two second round picks. Let's look at where your your other second round pick is going to be falling. So you're going to be having that, let's see, 12. Uh, you're going to have the 22nd pick. And... And Elliot's pick. So you're going to have an early second rounder and a late second rounder and then an early third. So really, really good draft placement right here. And you can do some really interesting things. So Elliot is going to be drafting, uh, what did I say, ninth? Yes, Elliot's going to be in that ninth spot. So when they come back around from 12, it's going to go 12 again, 11, 10, and then you're going to have that uh, 16th pick of the draft. So it's going to 12 and then 13, 14, 15, and then you're going to have that 16th pick overall, which, I mean, that's prime, prime real estate in terms of still being able to get an amazing wide receiver. I mean, you could find somebody like a Julio Jones right there. No problem. Uh the one thing you might be able to do is go uh, obviously go ahead get your running back get one of get one of the big running backs uh, with your number three pick and out of all the ones that I really really like the the one that keeps pulling at me is Marshawn Lynch just because he keeps doing it year in and year out that uh, Matt. I mean, Matt Forte, I think people keep waiting waiting for the wheels to fall off on Matt Forte because he gets so many touches. But he had such a good year last year. And I, I, I just don't see him just disappearing from that offense. I just really don't. Um, the other thing is LaShawn McCoy. There's just there's so many options. There, there are just so many options. But... Um, Anyway, let me let me go back to the to the second round pick. I think in the second round pick, I think if there's somebody still there like a Julio Jones, I definitely think you have to get that. I think he's going to have another really monster year. Um, and then when you come back around later in the second round, you're going to be in that twenty two type deal. You know if. I don't know if Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers are necessarily going to be there. They probably aren't. 
but you could find so many other people uh, if they aren't there. You're kind of hoping that maybe one of those quarterbacks will still be there late in the second round. If they are, go ahead and smash one of those guys up and get them. Uh, if not, you're kind of getting into that territory where you're uh, looking at some really solid running backs still. And you may want to just go ahead and fill out that second running back spot because you have some other wide receivers too. And, uh, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to find somebody there like a Frank Gore who I think is going to be fine. Alfred Morris who's going to be just fine. They have a new offensive line coach in Washington who's supposed to just be a guru. And uh, Alfred Morris just he, – he's healthy and all he does is consistently get you points. Um, so I've always, always really, really liked that. Um, I, you're going to see the, 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 the more than likely you're probably going to see like the Philly running backs there, Jordan Matthews or, um, oh my gosh, well, DeMarco Murray will probably be sitting there. But I, it's so I'm just so I, I, I don't really like them. I, I really don't. And I think when you're in this spot, you're probably going to be looking at somebody like a Frank Gore or an Alfred Morris or or somebody in that realm. Uh, and and I think that'll be great. I think Frank Gore is just going to have a very, very, very solid year. And I'll take solid at running back. That's I'll take that all day. I, I really would. That's something that I'm a big fan of, the consistency. The variance, not super thrilled on it. Uh but but I like where you where you can potentially go. So you can look and go ahead and round out your running backs within the first three rounds, while also getting a top tier wide receiver. Um, and then when you're looking into that wraparound in the fourth round, you can probably get, go ahead and just go and, and, and snatch up snatch up a quarterback. You know, uh, if you're looking into the fourth round, who will be there? Uh, there can be any number of people there. I mean, you'll probably see like a Drew Brees floating around there. So a lot of those quarterbacks that were really, really good a few years ago, but have kind of fallen off the wagon. I I find it so hard uh, with with Sean Payton back and New Orleans just being New Orleans. Uh, and, and and the new toys that Drew Brees got at running back that he he wouldn't be able to put up close to Drew Brees numbers in the past. I don't think he'll like be hitting five thousand yards, but I think he'll be flirting with four K easy. Um I know that he doesn't have his his security blanket at tight end anymore, but this is an offense that just is famous for being able to find guys and plug them into their system and make things happen. So, I I, I don't think that'd be horrible for a fourth rounder to get him or maybe even Matt Ryan. That could be just fine to really round out um, uh, your team, and then really when you look at it, you're, you're going to have a team that's really going to. It's just going to have such such a nice structure to it. Um, having having your running backs taken care of, you have some pretty good young running backs that can have a lot of upside, or not running backs, but wide receivers that can have a lot of upside for you. Um, and if you 
aren't super thrilled with trying to rely on them, there's no problem with it going after, you know, maybe like an Andre Johnson or somebody like that in Indianapolis that's going to be part of an offense that's going to score points. Um, but there's going to be a lot of depth. Depth, 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 depth. Um, so I think you're going to be in shape, Pat. Good shape. Good shape. And good good on you getting those draft picks because, man, uh, you're in one of those really good positions where you're going to have a quick turnaround on a lot of picks. And so you're going to be able to fill out your roster early and feel really good about those later rounds. Uh, you're not going to have a pick until the 12th round. Same thing. You get into that sixth round, you're going to have two picks again. Uh, I, I think you're gonna you're gonna be able to fill out your roster very nicely. Well, I just spent a lot of time on Pat, uh, <laughs> and then let's go ahead. Let's go to my brother, the Kingslayers, Timmy, Timmy, the Tooth, uh, Kingslayers, uh, Tim. We're really waiting for you to just pull the stick out of your ass and make something happen. So the dude that Tim is. Just has a raging heart on for Ryan Tannehill out of Miami. Has him undrafted. He will be his 15th pick, and you're going to keep him. When I look at his wide receivers, looking pretty good. Alshon Jeffrey will be a 13th round keeper. So you have a legit wide receiver in the 13th round. If you want to keep Steve Smith Sr., who is still doing it as a third receiver, you can keep him as an undrafted 14th rounder. So you don't have a 15, so you're kind of going from there. You do have two sixth rounders, which is which is pretty good. Um, I also have two fifth rounders. So what you're looking at is Tannehill is going to be a 14. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be a 13. Steve Smith, if you want to keep him, uh, it could be a 12. Kelvin Benjamin. You will be keeping Kelvin Benjamin. Another top wide receiver. He will be an eighth rounder. You're keeping him. Frank Gore. Do you want to keep him in the third round? That's that's kind of a tough one. Uh, but I think you can definitely go there based on the fact that, that you you have some amazing wide receivers. So actually I would I would toy with keeping Frank Gore as a third rounder. Um just with what you have going. Like Garrett Blunt, keeping him as a tenth rounder. Um, I'd say yes. But with New England, it's the one thing where they aren't afraid to completely shy away from a player to exploit something on a defense. So if that means that LeGarrette Blunt does nothing but decoy for an entire game, he will get one to two touches, and that's it. And that can happen a few times during the year. That's my only worry. But as a 10th rounder, eh, you know, not the worst. So you're looking back at this. Ryan Tannehill, going to keep him. I would keep Ryan Tannehill. Of course, Tim's going to keep Ryan Tannehill. Alshon Jeffrey, of course you're going to keep him. This is going to be a monster. Steve Smith, as a third uh, wide as a third wide receiver, Torrey Smith is gone. So Steve Smith is going to get 
quite a few more looks. Keep him. Undrafted. Kelvin Benjamin, keeping him. Frank Gore, keeping him. Uh, Heath Miller, I would let him go. LeGarrette Blunt, he's very fringe, but let's just say you're going to keep him, so that's a six keeper. Uh, Ruben Randall, let him go. Vernon Davis, you will not be keeping him as a second rounder. He's gone. Darren Sproles in Philadelphia, going to let him go. He's not going to really see the field all that much. Cordell Patterson, going to go ahead and let him go. Carlos Hyde. Uh, boy, that's interesting. Keeping him in the seventh round, definitely going to keep him in the seventh round. So that's your seventh keeper. Johnny Manziel, let him go. Caleb Sturgis, let him go. Philadelphia defense, let him go. So you're looking at the fact that uh, you're going to be banking on Ryan Tannehill as being a potential number one. You're, you're basically saying that he's going to be your guy which people tend to think that Miami, it's like, well, they got this guy. He's really starting to turn this corner. This could just very well be the year. Uh, I don't exactly know how I feel about that. But if he's going to be your guy, I think that's completely okay. You'll, You'll still be able to find somebody. Now, as far as wide receiver goes, you're going to be looking at your first few picks. You, uh, Tim, you're going to be picking, oh, what was it, fourth? Fourth overall? Uh, you're definitely going to be able to go ahead and get yourself a fine running back to round out Frank Gore and LeGarrette Blunt, And you'll be pretty set for the most part. And then from there in the second round, you're going to be a little bit later. So you won't have like elite, elite wide receivers there. Uh, but you'll still be able to get somebody probably like, oh, well, you already have Kelvin Benjamin. Maybe maybe Randall Cobb will be there. I don't know. Uh, or you maybe late second round, maybe you go ahead and pick up an elite, elite quarterback, but maybe you don't want to. I don't know. I, I, I don't know 100% what you're thinking with your boy down there in Miami. But uh, you can get something like a T.Y. Hilton. Uh, the, the, there's going to be somebody there, essentially is what I'm trying to say. You're going to be one of those guys. You might even go ahead and take a, a tight end fairly early. Because, uh, you know, Vernon Davis could... I think Vernon Davis will have a bounce back year this year. He was hurt a lot last year. Uh, you, I already know that Tim loves Vernon Davis. And so I think that's very, very believable that you could pick him up again. And a lot later, maybe in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, something like that. Um, and, 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 and re-up on his, uh, on his tight end spot. So I, I think you're, you're pretty set. You, you have a very solid wide receiver's. You'll still be able to get a really solid running back uh, to complement Frank Gore. I would definitely keep him. He's going to have a renaissance-type year in Indianapolis, and I think he's going to just do really, really, really good things with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck like Andrew Luck is going to love having him. He's going to have an actual legit three-down back. Outside of fullbacks, he is the best blocking running back in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. And... When you have somebody that's going to get quality touches, 
this is somebody who's been used to running against eight in the box, nine in the box for the majority of his career. And now he's going to be someplace where people have to honor the wide receivers. People have to honor the quarterback. And so he's going to go from seeing uh, eight people in the box to five, six. And I think that Frank Gore is just going to love his situation uh, I mean, he played out in California, so he didn't play in like bad weather. But just being in a dome, um, and parts of the AFC are really, really soft this year. And uh, the NFC West is really turning into a meat grinder. And I think this will be pretty refreshing for him. And I think he's just really going to have a good year. Definitely one of those people that, that you know, he's hitting 30 and people are waiting for him to break down. But I just don't see it happening. I really don't. And... And, and I think that um, should have a solid draft. But knowing Tim finishing in last place for like the past 15 years, you'll probably find a way to completely dick it up. So, good on you. So, after that, we have the new people. And with the new people, it's really, uh, you have to take the best available person. Uh when we get into the 11 and 12 spots, you know, you're, you're going to be able to go, you're going to go wide receiver running back basically. And then quarterback in the third round. So you, I don't know, you can take Calvin Johnson or Arian Foster or Des Bryant or Demarius. You're going to take somebody there. Demarius Thomas actually I think is a, is, is a keeper somewhere, but You'll be able to go ahead and go wide receiver, running back, or running back, wide receiver. Or if you want, you can just go like running back, running back, and just be like, well, there's a bunch of depth at wide receiver. I'll just fill it in from there. But I usually like trying to fill out each different roster spot. So, I mean, you're just, you're really looking at best available, and um, we'll go from there. And what would really be interesting is seeing, like, going and finding, like I said before, finding a top list, like a top 100, and going through all the keepers and seeing who's going to be off the board and seeing where that jumps people, especially in the first two rounds, I think is pretty interesting. Looking at those first three, you know, what is the the first 36 picks really going to look like? That's the interesting thing for me. And... Uh, I've like I've I've won I've won leagues drafting in those bottom wraparound spots because you really get to go ahead and just go bang bang. I'm always a fan of getting consecutive picks. Uh, I think that's great. And so the 11 and 12 spots, um, like I, like I, like I was saying, it's it, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, some of the depth will be taken away. By some keepers, but there will still be some good quality talent there. Um, and I, I, I would just assume that you would want to go like wide receiver, running back, uh, get your best available running back, and then pick you know any of the the good receivers that are going to be there because there should be you know a number of them still available. And I can't go into specifics, you know, if I was going to say, oh, I think this person will be there. Uh, 
you know, uh, I believe, I think Brienne has the 11th and then Marcos has a 12. And if I was picking 11th, you know, I would. I would go, okay, who's the most dynamic wide receiver there? Probably, like, maybe Des Bryant would be there. I don't know. And so I go and pick a Des Bryant, and then maybe I look at somebody who's going to get a lot of touches at running back. Um, you know, maybe you're going to go and get, like, Arian Foster in, you know, in the second pick of the of the second round. Even though Arian Foster is one of those guys you're like, well, he's had a huge workload. But now there's not too much else in Houston, and he's coming back from another really, really, really good year for a fantasy running back, even though he missed you know chunks of the year. I still really like Arian Foster. Um, but that's kind of what I would be thinking. I think you just go ahead and get one wide receiver, one running back, and then go on from there. So those are the 12 teams uh, who I think they should keep. Uh, there's, I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm going into the first few rounds, and a lot of it probably does sound uh, very similar. That's because a lot of us have very, simil- very similar problems and needs that we have to fulfill. Very few of us have locked up running back and wide receiver spots. There's a couple of people who have unique, I'm doing air quotes right now, problems. And I think that's that's actually kind of cool to see. You know, seeing my brother actually have fairly uh, darn good wide receivers. I, I, I like having drafts like that where you can look at your roster and say, I'm good here. Let's really go after and attack the running back position. Or all I really need is maybe, you know, like a fringe wide receiver, fringe running back. But what I really need is like an elite quarterback. Those are good drafts. When you get into some of the things where you need a lot everywhere, you can get into some problems. Um, But it's really, really, really going to be interesting to see how this pans out. And I'm going to do another podcast episode after I see people's keepers. Uh, from the information that I have, how I think the the first few rounds will end up going. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll end this episode right now. Uh, you know, a little over 30 minutes. That's a re- really what I wanted to do is kind of keep these about a half hour. Maybe it'll go a little bit longer. But thank you for listening, you guys. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Peter Livingston if you want. Listen to us, Los Livingston Brothers. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, hit up Tim, Sam. Thank you, Elliot, for doing this. And I will be talking to you, Yahoo's, uh, probably tomorrow. Hey, if you want to keep following Los Livingston Brothers, you can see us on Facebook. Just go to the Los Livingston Brothers fan page. Give us a like, leave comments, all that good stuff. And on iTunes, make sure to subscribe and also give us a nice, pretty-looking review and throw five stars up on us because we are like a Rob Van Dam frog splash because it's the five-star frog splash. Uh, On top of that, if you don't use iTunes to listen to your podcast, you can also... Go to LosLivingstonBrothers.com, click on the Radio Shows tab, and you'll be able to listen to all the shows dating back to our very first show at KSUY, 
in 2011. Man, that was that's a long time ago. I'm old. 